Podcast Detected proudly presents Zombology Part 1 Adore the Lore. Listeners, hello, it's Liz here, and today I have a very special guest recording with me. Say hello to Christopher. Hello, Christopher. Thank you so much for being here with me. Oh, hi, Liz. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Oh, wow, an honor. <laughs> so <laughs> before we get into the topic, uh, could you maybe introduce yourself so that our listeners know who you are and why you're here? I would be happy to. Uh, again, my name is Christopher. Um, if, if the listeners prefer Chris, I'm, I'm pretty easy to get along with. Um, I have been studying zombies and zombie culture as a hobby for longer than I care to admit. (laughs) And been something of a hobby of mine. Um, it, it all started several years ago when I, someone asked me the question, when did the whole zombies eating brains thing start? And I didn't have an answer, so I started researching and kind of fell in love with the with the genre. And uh, one thing led to another. I began uh, speaking at uh, seminars at the local libraries uh, in, in Oklahoma, uh, which became kind of a big hit. And I was able to use that uh, as a tool to uh, get younger adults and teenagers and things like that. Uh, thinking about the future and, and making plans... Uh, relevant to the Zombies Run podcast, thinking about healthy decisions and, and the ability to uh, survive and, and, and be able to thrive in a situation where there might not be power, there might not be electricity, things like that. Okay, that sounds like a weird hobby. <laughs> but who am, who am I to judge? I make a, a podcast about a zombie game, so... It, it's a very weird hobby, Liz, but uh, I, I've accepted that's part of who I am. I am just an odd individual, and uh, that's that's how it is. <laughs> and we're very, very thankful because that's why you're here today. So, uh, listeners, Christopher contacted me, and uh, we decided to turn his knowledge and my general interest in zombies into this zombology corner. Basically, we are going to be discussing all these interesting topics that Christopher mentioned before. We will uh, try to figure out the best ways how to uh, prepare for a zombie apocalypse and all the interesting stuff. This is not just interesting for Zombies Run fans, but uh, also if you don't do Zombies Run, but you're just interested in zombies, because those people exist as well. Feel free to join us. So, how would you define the word zombology? Because that's a name you came up with, right? Well, it it it, uh, it wasn't one that I came up with. It was one that was uh, invented for me, I suppose. Uh, one of the local librarians uh, in in their flyer and their uh, their advertisement. Uh, billed me as a zombologist, which was quite funny and uh, got quite a few laughs. Uh, this particular seminar, I had one uh, one young man come up to me and ask me what university I studied zombology at and where I got my degree. Uh, <laughs> I, I had to kind of let him down easy and, and say that uh, uh, there, there was no official zombology study at any university I was aware of. 
<laughs> Yet. Yes. Yet. Right. Right. My 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 hopes are still high. Maybe one day. Maybe right. one day. Okay. So, uh, where where do we start? What when you have your seminars and your talks? What is usually the the first thing you think? Where's a good starting point for us? Well, usually with my with my seminars, I start by defining what a zombie is. Uh, I go into some of the uh, culture of of the undead, if I may use the term, um, which I find equally fascinating. Um, the uh, bear with me just a moment. I'm looking something up here. <laughs> no problem. No problem. We did do an episode about uh, zombies as such quite a while ago uh so yeah it's it's been more than a, a, a year since we last had the topic on different types of zombies and the different cultural influences that zombies have so i'm very excited to kind of revisit that topic maybe sure. on a maybe on a bit better researched aspect because we mostly just made it up as we as it came to our heads as as yeah. As with most of our episodes, to be honest, <laughs> which which I have I've quite enjoyed the episodes so far. They're they're very entertaining. Oh, thank um, you. The the only ones I haven't listened to are the ones with spoilers. So uh, I'm I'm kind of avoiding those because I'm actually starting over with Zombies Run. I'm I'm back in season one now. So oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of reluctant to listen to anything that'll spoil the story for me. Um, with respect to zombies in uh, in culture specifically history uh one interesting thing is that um almost every culture every recorded culture has some kind of uh mythology involving the undead uh there are references of uh, undead in uh the epic of gilgamesh if i if i'm not mistaken i know the the bible mentions people coming back from the dead uh lazarus being the most um a uh, recognizable study, but also in the Old Testament, uh, various places like that. Uh, if I if I remember correctly, Elizabeth, the word zombie actually springs from the African word zombe, and I probably mispronounced that horribly. Uh, more recently, what, what is really interesting is there is a Harvard professor, a Harvard University, very prestigious school in the United States, uh, and I'm going to mispronounce this individual's name as well, <laughs> Dr. Stephen C. Schlotzman, I think. Uh, he's a professor of psychiatry, and he identifies uh, zombie syndrome as the ataxic neurodegenerative satiety deficiency syndrome. <laughs> this is this is an actual That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an an actual professor has has come up with this term. So, um, I've I've enjoyed that quite a bit. Now, uh, what what? It comes to my mind when when you say we have examples of undead or people coming back from the dead uh, in in the Bible, for example, the the story of of Lazarus, of course, mm -hmm. a very famous, very famous story. Uh, is it really fair? In, I'm just wondering to to put to put a person coming from the, the story, let's say, the story of a person coming back from the dead as exactly the same person they were 
in the same category as a a zombie or another type of undead because they come back from the dead as a an individual different from when they were alive because Lazarus in the story is is the same man that he used to be before he's just mm-hmm. not that anymore oh certainly and 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 again a lot of that depends on on culture uh yeah, obviously, in the in the story of the Bible, uh, the the dry bones becoming flesh uh, in the Old Testament, which was uh, I think Ezekiel, don't quote me on that, uh, and then obviously Lazarus as well. He was easily recognizable. Uh, he interacted with people. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, a situation like that, it, I would I would struggle calling that person a zombie. I would call them just just a regular person. Uh, whereas in the uh, Caribbean culture. Uh, a, a zombie is actually someone who is alive. Uh, traditionally, the the zombie in uh, in Haiti and uh, areas like that is someone who's been given some manner of uh, of chemical, some manner of, of chemical concoction that just basically shuts their brain down, and they're they're essentially slaves. Um, so the the idea of the zombie varies greatly from from culture to culture. So you you raise a very good point, Liz. Uh, what what exactly is a zombie? How do we differentiate uh, someone who's come back from the dead from you know the the walking eating machines that 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 are zombies? It's, we don't have we 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 have those differences in 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 the portrayal of zombies. Also in pop culture, you have um, the the older type of zombies. I I'd, I'd mm-hmm. say. Uh, that are actually people raised from the dead, the very slow, shambling zombies. Sometimes it involves like voodoo magic that is sure. not actually voodoo, but you know, the way <laughs> American, white American movie makers understood <laughs> voodoo. And then you have the more aggressive infection type zombies mm-hmm. that you see in like, World War Z that uh, seem to be faster and it has more of a disease than mm-hmm. them being actually dead and coming back to life. Sure. Uh, another great example of that is uh, 28 Days Later. Oh, yes. Uh, that's a fantastic movie. Love the cinematography, love the uh, soundtrack. Uh, very well acted. But yeah, the, the quote-unquote zombies in that particular film are actually alive. And uh, in fact, wasn't uh, I think one of the military commanders in there was actually doing a study to see how long it would take them to starve to death. I mean, obviously, if they were the undead, they wouldn't be starving to death. So these are these are living beings. Um, the the idea of the fast zombie, especially the the undead fast zombie, uh, to me is a little silly. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you. You have to figure if if the body's being re, the body's being reanimated by something, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense that it would be more efficient or would have more strength. Um, you have to figure that whatever is activating this body uh, would have to be secondhand, essentially. Um, I always liken it to a, to a virus that actually infects the central nervous system uh, and and somehow activates the body through through um, manipulating 
electrical impulses through the through the nerves. But one might argue that the fast zombies are not actually like faster or stronger than the the original human. Mm-hmm. They're just the strengths that the original woman, uh, human would have if we had no holding back and no reservations about our own well-being and about what happens if we just ran without ever getting tired, that that would be us. Yes. And I don't think that th- those zombies are faster than the human would be. They just don't get tired. That's, that was always my, my idea behind the fast zombies, so... That's that's actually a very good point. Uh, where where you and I, as as rational thinking human beings, uh, would stop if you know if we were trying to to get through a door, if the door wasn't opening, we wouldn't continue punching it with our fists because there's a very good chance of breaking our bones. Well, a, a member of the undead society, as it were, uh, isn't going to have that same reservation. You're you're exactly right. They're very goal oriented, um, and, and let me let me say. Just one thing before we before we continue. <laughs> I, I, I want to clarify. I, I don't uh, believe in the existence of zombies. <laughs> it, this is purely recreational for me. <laughs> I, I've had people ask me that before. So so you you believe in this stuff, huh? No no no, I don't. It's just it's just fun. It's a it's a fun thing. It's a fun way to tell a story, and uh, and I, I don't require psychiatric evaluation. <laughs> Yes, uh, same here. And uh, listeners, this is something we want to make absolutely clear. This is not a podcast for preppers. Like, you will not get any actual advice on how to prepare for a zombie apocalypse. There are podcasts and, and homepages out there about prepping for all sorts of disasters. This is not one of them. This is This is a thought experiment where... We try to to figure out that in this fictional scenario of a zombie apocalypse, what would happen? I'm I'm not afraid of of zombies. I think there are a lot of more likely apocalyptic scenarios that could happen. <laughs> Very much so. Like the the United States government going completely mad which it seems to be in the process of doing. When talking about zombies and defining what a zombie is, can you talk a bit more about um, the zombies in, in media? Sure. In, in books and movies, games? Let's, let's travel back a little bit. Now, we, we kind of reference the, the Haitian zombie uh, being something of a, of, a, of a living slave, having their brain functions basically turned off. There was a movie in the 19... 30s, I believe, the 1930s, uh, starring Bela Lugosi called White Zombie, black and white film, um, pretty iconic. Uh, the idea was that this this beautiful woman uh, was given this zombie drug by this wealthy landowner uh, who owned a sugar plantation, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and all the various adventures there. Now we travel forward in time a little bit to 1968. Now, those of you who are also zombie fans are going to recognize the year 1968 as the year that Night of the Living Dead came out. Classic. Yo, know, groundbreaking. Absolutely groundbreaking film. Uh, the, the protagonist, uh, now this, this, this is a pretty big deal for 
for the United States. The protagonist was a black man. Uh, the the particularly weak and and mentally deficient character in the in the story was a white woman, and in fact the the black man physically struck the white woman to get her back to her senses at one point. I mean we're we're coming fresh out of the out of the civil rights movement that sort of thing. This was a big deal for this for this protagonist to to be a black male, uh, and and even moving beyond that, George Romero redefined what the cinema thought of as the zombie in 1968. Uh, what what he called a zombie was traditionally more of a ghoul, uh, someone who uh, was was dead and feasted on the flesh of the living. Um, 1968 was kind of the turning point there. That was when things began to uh, take shape into the into the zombie that we know and love today. Um, move forward to 1978, which was a great year. I might mention it was the year that I was born. born. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. That's where we get into uh, some of Tom Savini's uh, creature work. Uh, Tom Savini's a makeup genius. The man's amazing. Uh, and we get into some some more ideas there. Now, one of one of the things I love most about the zombie movie, if it is done correctly, the movie does not have to be about zombies. In fact, the movie should not be about zombies to be a good zombie movie. They're just there to drive the story. They're the the outer conflict, I suppose. Uh, one of the key elements in Night of the Living Dead. Dawn of the Dead, uh, and and many many others I could I could name, is that the problems arose for the for the characters not from the zombies. Yes, the zombies were the outside threat, but what wound up destroying the characters, destroying the group, and getting them killed off, was the the idiocy with the poor decisions, and the uh, just outright stupidity of some of the some of the main characters. Uh, in in Night of the Living Dead, that uh, that businessman, uh, his wife and uh, his, his daughter was infected and down in the basement. She killed the wife, and then I I forget if she killed the businessman or not. He was just an absolute jerk. Uh, he wanted nothing to do with any kind of rational thinking. He wanted to do things his way, and that was it. Uh, and that actually ultimately wound up to him and his family and most of the most of the adults in that movie getting killed. It was that internal conflict, the the internal conflict of the of the group, is actually what got everybody killed. Same thing with Dawn of the Dead. The zombies were just the outer threat. What actually wound up leading to people getting killed was other humans. That was the real problem. This is a point we actually brought up in our initial zombie episode, uh, because if if you think about it. Uh, after a while, in the case of a zombie apocalypse, after a while, humans are we are good at adapting to situations. That's kind of our thing as humans. So after a while, the zombies as such should not be as much of a threat anymore. Because if we find out how to kill them and how to barricade our houses, the zombies as such, you have to have a lot of bad luck for them to get you <laughs> and this is always a problem with zombie media because they need to uh, 
it, it, it there needs to be a new story each season in The mm -hmm. Walking Dead or also in Zombies Run. But if the zombies are your only enemy and your only plot point, then the people have to be very stupid <laughs> for the story to still be interesting. Uh, the Walking Dead uh, comes up with, like, just... At, at first it's just a few zombies and then suddenly what do we do it's hundreds of zombies but that's not the interesting thing the interesting thing is how do people behave in this apocalyptic world the mm -hmm. zombies can be additional things that get in your way and 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 they can make problems when your original plan doesn't work anymore but but the zombies as such after a while should not be that difficult to to handle exactly because they're not typically they're not intelligent and they're not evolving while we can come up with traps and all sorts of fancy stuff you know if you if you look at this from a from a different angle uh, if you look at primitive man some of the things that he was most terrified of would be would be wild animals uh, bears and wolves and things like that that's not a that's not a problem we have today You know, we, no. we, we're not constantly in fear of being eaten alive by a wild animal because, as you say, Liz, we've adapted, we've learned, and we've strategized for this to be no longer an issue. Now, if I go to the zoo and someone picks me up and tosses me into a bear pit, then, yeah, I've, I've got a problem at that point. But it wasn't caused by the bear. It was caused by the jerk who picked me up and threw me in. Uh, and it's it's no different with, uh, with, with zombies. It's you know, They're just the the issue that drives the drives the story drives the movie uh one of my many pipe dreams is i've i've thought about writing and and filming a uh, a, a zombie movie where there are actually no zombies it just it's inside a closed house uh you have all your doors and windows shuttered and covered uh, you know you you know they're out there but you know there's no makeup required there's no uh you know hundreds of extras running around dressed like zombies It focuses strictly on the conflict and the uh, the the condition of the people inside the home itself. Um, that's that's the thing that that would frighten me most, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, in a in a zombie apocalypse situation. Not the zombies, but the other people, uh, because if if anyone has learned how to be vicious and cruel, and uh, and just inhumane, it's humans. We're good at that. So that's who we would most likely have to fear, the other humans, not so much the zombies. I, I agree. I agree. Listeners, that's it for our very first part of Zombology. Tune in in two weeks when we will present to you the next part of our great conversation about all things zombie. Big thanks to Christopher, who sat down and had this amazing talk with me. Also thanks to the rest of Podcast Detected. All my fellow people in the Comshack have been very, very patient with me and with me bringing out these episodes because they take a lot of time to edit. I did not think they would take that much time, but they actually do. The music you heard on today's special episode was Zombie by Black Flamingo. Thank you so much for letting us use that. And to all of our listeners, have a great day, don't let the zombies get you, and stay safe out there. <laughs>